They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. By the way, that very station in Nashua, New Hampshire, that call went into a friend of ours might have a segment on there soon. <laughs> Coincidentally, it's a small world. Hey, welcome, everybody. It's that time again. Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97, if you're in Manchester, and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. And of course, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your online streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Thursday, uh, December 9, 2021. And I am not alone, my friends. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for a Louisiana man. So raw's enough that both are faded love and let's all dance. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. Yeehaw, Texas Mike is here. Yeehaw. At the news desk. How are you? I'm good. You ever sing this song, uh, karaoke? No. Oh, seems like a missed opportunity there. Wow. I mean, it is your theme after all. Yeah. We'll we'll see if somebody will quest it tomorrow night on Retrospectrum Radio. Yes. Texas Mike is going to be with us tomorrow night on Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C., along with uh, myself and Dan Randlett and DJ Steve. Texas Mike will be joining us this week and doing some karaoke songs. And uh, by the way, what was the theme the last time you were on with us? Do you remember? Um, I could, think it was live cut. Oh, it might have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, for the life of me, uh, yeah. cannot recall. But uh, tomorrow night we'll be very live with Texas Mike performing for us. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think I think all of us will be 
participate in stuff for you, I think. Oh, I might, uh, you, you know. You, you, you might? I'm a, I'm a pretty good uh, harmony singer. I can, uh, you know, I can find the octave and, uh, you know, but uh, uh, singing on my own is uh, disastrous, but I'm, uh, but I can sing with others. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, let's see. I do want to remind you, of course, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot in the Brady Sullivan right across the street. Today is Thursday, which means tonight is trivia night at the Hopknot hosted by the great Bill Cini, who, of course, also does trivia on the morning show with Peter White. But, uh, yeah, so uh, delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. Uh, they have trivia every Thursday night. Friday nights they have live music. They've always got a lot going on in the local community. Kenny and the family that owns and operates the Hopknot, great, great people. And, uh, and the food is pretty good, too. And the craft beer, although I'm not really a connoisseur of beer. I'm more into the pretzels. How about you, Texas Mike? Do you like the beer? Yeah, yes, I do. Um, I thought so. I'm more of a cocktail type of guy so. oh i didn't know that yeah well I, I, I go in between yes yes we learn so much about you uh here uh on the program yeah, when, and, when you come in yeah and and job's going well so oh good celebrating my year and a half anniversary bed today is that a frank course yeah oh very nice very nice we have a call hi welcome to matt connerton unleashed who's this hey matt it's jace jace how are you good sir I, uh, I just want to take a moment and uh, give you my condolences for the loss of your friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jace. I appreciate that I, very much. I was watching, your, was watching your live stream, and I'm like, God oh, damn, I hate when somebody loses a friend, especially around the holidays. I just want to take a moment to, uh, to give you my condolences, friend. Oh, I appreciate that tremendously. Thank you so much. Yeah, he was... Um, yes, sir. He did, a, he did a lot for me, and, uh, you know, if you watched the, the stream, then you know that... Um, you know, it's it's highly unlikely that I would I would be sitting here right now doing this show uh, without him kind of taking me under his wing all those years ago. So and and uh, right. of course we're talking about Norman Moody, who meant a lot to a lot of people around here and uh, around the country. Apparently, uh, from the outpouring that I've seen, uh, he really meant a lot to uh, just tons and tons of people. So I appreciate that, Jace. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to continue to watch you on Facebook. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your show. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That's our friend, Jace. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate that, Jace, very much. Thank you. Um, yeah, if you missed it on uh, Monday's show, we we spent most of the show uh, talking about the loss of Norman Moody, who uh, passed away. I learned of it on Sunday. I I still don't know details. but Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. me either, but... It sounds like, I mean, uh, from what I understand, he, he uh, died overnight, so he, he most likely he passed away in his sleep, it sounds like just from the little bit that I do know. So uh, hopefully he went uh, peacefully. But uh, but I don't know exactly the uh, cause of death. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? It's John C. Hopwood. John C. Hopwood. C for yes. scintillating, even though it starts with an S. No, for supercilious. Supercilious, which also starts with an S. How are you, John C. Hopwood? Fine. I just want to tell uh, folks, Yes. Just not the local folks in the Queen City and the Granite State. Uh-huh. But because anybody can access it online. Yes. At 5 o'clock today on Manchester Public TV service, uh, Mary LeMay, Cruising with Mary, is going to do a uh, tribute to Norm Moody. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of his friends there. Oh, that's cool. 
Okay. Well, good, good. And I assume. And uh, uh, I'd like to give uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Texas Mike. I am, of course, the man who launched him on his career as a karaokeist. Yes, that's true. He got his start uh, singing karaoke on Ward Thirteen. Well, uh, soon to be renamed the Manchester Merry-Go-Round, by the way. Oh, really? How often do you yeah. change the name? Uh, do you like to, uh, is EZG been kind of in your ear encouraging you to mix it up? Well, you know, we had the Phil, when you were still on TV, we, had, we tried the Phil Boyd Studs show, but that only lasted a week after we tanked in the rating. That's true, yes. Uh, that did not, uh, you know, you know what? I, I wish we had launched it during Sweeps Week. I think we would have done better. Possibly, possibly, mm. and if anybody's known who actually who Phil Boyd Studge was, mm-hmm. it was unlike the episode we did about under the Ward 13 banner about your American. That is still the most popular video in Ward 13. Everybody loves my American. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, I just want to tell Mike Martin now and everybody, the next two weeks uh, on the last two shows of Ward 13, we are going to be karaokeing. Wow. That's a lot yeah, of karaoke. Of I'm not sure if it's next week or the week after. We're actually going to be uh, under karaokeing under the Aegis. The Aegis, if you know what that is. That was the shield Athena uh, carried to protect uh, the, the city-state of Athens. We're not talking about naked Athena up in Portland, Oregon, during oh. the BLM protest. Uh-huh. Although, uh, you know, that would be interesting, too. Certainly. But we're karaokeing under the ages of Greta, Greta, I mean, Greta Thunberg. I believe it's so. pronounced uh, Thunberg. It's, it's Thunberg. Oh, that's right. She's Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. Thunberg, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, except Greta she doesn't speak Thunberg. with that accent. But uh, Yes. In fact, we're going to dress uh, uh, Texas Mike up in a wig, and uh, he's going to belt out... Uh, You'll just have to tune in to see. Oh, did you know about that? All right, John C. Hopwood. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Did you know about that, Texas Mike? You'll be wigged for that uh, performance. No, I did not. Now I know now. Uh, You will be performing, apparently, under the aegis of uh, Greta Thunberg. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, Well, um, that opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. If you would like to join the discussion today, you can also text me at 617-917-4476, tweet me at Matt Connerton, or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can also interact and opine in the Facebook live chat, but the best thing to do, of course, so that we may hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is give us a call at 603-250-6007. And I do want to uh, take a moment. Actually, let me do this first, a quick programming note. Tonight at 6 p.m., 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, I will be making my monthly appearance on The Dr. Kevin Show, uh, which is, uh, I call into that, um, that streams online on the OM Times radio network. That's OM, O-M as in OM, OMtimes.com slash I-O-M. This occurred to me. I'm not sure what the I-O-M stands for, but it's OMtimes.com slash I-O-M. We'll get you there directly. So usually the first Thursday of the month is when I do my call-in to Dr. Kevin's show and we discuss politics for the hour, which is what we'll be doing tonight. But of course, this month we had the wonderful miracle on Elm Street 
live event that we did at the bonfire up the street. So I told Kevin, I said, uh, I don't think it's going to work uh, logistically, you know, because what I have to do is because he's on at 6 p.m. So basically I finish up my show and then I go immediately. I pick up my phone and I dial into his show. Um, so I said, I don't think it's going to work logistically for me to uh, do the usual this month. So he was very understanding. And of course, Miracle on Elm Street, a wonderful cause and very successful. Uh, so, um, so we're doing that tonight instead. So tonight I will be making my appearance on the Dr. Kevin show. So in case you, I mean, consider it a public service. If you get to the end of today's edition of Matt Connerton unleashed and you go, Oh my God, I need more Matt Connerton that uh, I'm just not satisfied. Two hours is not enough. Uh, you can get another hour of me uh, via the Dr. Kevin show tonight at 6 PM from six to seven. And if you don't get to tune in live, of course it is archived on their website, and I will share that out uh, for you. But uh, I would love for you to tune in. Uh, we have uh, we have a great time. Uh, and, you know, and again, we discuss politics for the hour. So uh, let's see. I do want to say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Chris Rose joins us from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and says good afternoon. Uh, speaking of Miracle on Elm Street last week, uh, Chris was there. And, th- and talking about Miracle on Elm Street, um, tonight on The Wake We Die On, right following this show will be the um, co-host is Matt Cousine. The, the- oh, very nice. Also known as Morning Show Jesus. Yes. yes. He will be. Uh, well, that's great. I didn't know he was going to be on the weekly dial tonight. Outstanding. Outstanding. I finally got to meet Matt Cushane yep. uh, last week. Uh, Eric Pilcher from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, also joins us in the chat. Uh, Eric, of course, uh, also produces a weekly segment for us, his classic film review, which airs every Friday. So we look forward to that. Uh, Easy G is in the chat room and says, sending prayers for Jeff Hardy. Hope he gets the help he needs. Uh, For you wrestling fans, if you don't know already, uh, Jeff Hardy has apparently been released from his contract with WWE. Uh, He apparently, uh, they wanted him to go to rehab and he refused. And so they released him and talk about history repeating. Uh, This is almost identical to what happened what what would it be 10 years ago 12 years ago i mean same thing he was in wwe might have been even further back than that might have been 2008 2007 2008 he was he was in wwe at the time they were pushing him as a top guy um i mean you know some would argue the only reason john cena got to be the top guy was because jeff hardy just you know they had to they had to let him go uh they wanted him to go to rehab he refused so they said bye bye um, so it's the same thing happening all over again, but, uh, yes, hopefully Jeff gets the help that he needs. I'm sure that he will. Uh, John Monroe is in the chat and says afternoon, Matt. Hello, John. We're also joined by Mike Pelopita from our, another one of our wonderful sponsors here at WMNH Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Uh, Rocky Uber joins us and says, what's up, Unleashed family, except creepy Ron, LOL. No, no, no. We love Ron. How dare you, Rocky? We love Ron. We enjoy his calls, and we enjoy when he feeds us, uh, quite frankly. Uh, Abigail Jem is in the chat and says, hi, folks. Hello, Abigail. Uh, Thomas Bennett, also known as DJ Loud, says, hello, peeps, and good afternoon, Matt. Yes, good afternoon to you, Loud. Uh, Loud, of course, one of the uh, uh, he's, he's in uh, Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, and, of course, uh, Loud is one of the co-hosts on the Charles Richardson Show. And uh, also runs 101 to the mix, uh, which you can find online. And uh, and I've not forgotten loud. I have that email, and I will get that done for you. 
Uh, I promise that's another matter, uh, but uh, y'all don't need to know. But uh, but it's a good thing. It's not it's not we're not making some sort of illicit uh, drug deal or something. Just so you know, wouldn't do that over email certainly. Um, Abigail says, "What does Matt have against uh, ordinal numbers?" I don't get it. Ordinal numbers, and it's capitalized. Is that the name of a band? Do you get that, Texas Mike? Probably because it just said December 9th, uh, something like that, maybe. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Jenny is in the chat and says, Shalom, peeps. Uh, Eric Pilcher says, Texas Mike, nice jacket. Go Pats. Yes. Yep. It's interesting how many people in other parts of the country are big fans of the New England Patriots. Uh, Eric Pilcher, he's in Iowa. Uh, Charles Richardson, he's in Florida. You know, everyone loves the Pats. Well, except I'm sure there's some cities where they're yeah. thoroughly hated. But uh, Abigail is asking how Christian is doing. Yes, uh, Christian Lacoste, DJ Reckless. Uh, I picked him up today, actually. He is out of the hospital, and uh, he's going to be fine. But uh, get your flu shots. Not only get your COVID shot, get your flu shot, because influenza A is running rampant. And Christian, uh, it hit him so hard. And, you know, he's young and healthy. He's only 21 years old, no health issues. But he had a 107-degree temperature. And I had to bring him to the hospital because uh, 107 is very high. <laughs> so I I didn't know that it was even possible for someone's... I mean, you know, look, he could have died. So, you know, thank God he told us that he wasn't feeling well. And uh, Jenny took his temp. Jesus. Uh, but but he's, he's home and he's fine. He's resting. Uh, Eric Pilcher says, don't forget he wrestled Sting while intoxicated. Uh, are you referring to Jeff Hardy or are you referring to Texas Mike? You never uh, wrestled Sting intoxicated. Did you, Texas Mike? I did not, but but my character's dead now, so. What's dead? Uh, because you say I'm, I was tag team champion with Blackjack Morgan. Yes, on multiple occasions. So I, I think you were uh, five-time tag team champions in the old AWA back in Minnesota. His One of his tag team partners might might be me. I don't know how I'm here now. Right. Blackjack Lanza just died. Blackjack Lanza did just die. Well, you did have that one match uh, with Blackjack Lanza because, so for those who don't know, you can find it on YouTube uh, there's a match with um, uh, Texas Mike uh, and Blackjack Mulligan and Blackjack Lanza uh, versus the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, and Dusty Rhodes. Uh, so I suggest you uh, you check it out, but I will forewarn you, uh, you might feel a little differently about Texas Mike after you watch this video because he seems so nice and cuddly, but you get to see his vicious side during that match. Uh, it was no disqualification. Weapons were allowed. Uh, it, you know, it's one thing to see someone getting hit on the head with a steel chair, but when Texas Mike pulls out the branding iron, and, uh, I mean, what you did to Dusty Rhodes with that branding iron, uh, I didn't think was even legal uh, in normal circumstances, let alone during a wrestling match. And, by the way, also could have done without the cheese grater. Uh, needless to say, Dusty Rhodes was wearing the crimson mask, and... Uh, Texas Mike, I, I mean, you were just absolutely vicious uh, back in those days. But it's hard to argue with success. Exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, let's see. Tony Petrello is in the chat and says, I thought a 104 temp was comatose, maybe. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know you could get to 107 without your, your brain just cooking. But uh, 
Uh, Christian got it done. <laughs> he, he got to 107. So, uh, yeah, it was time to go to the ER. So uh, so I brought him over there. That, that's the nice thing, though, about living so close to a hospital. It was a, it was a short trip. Yeah, Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont says, Holy S-107 is insane. Yeah. Uh, Abigail Jem says, Mikey's right. The way you say the date, December 9 versus December 9th. I'm intrigued by this because I'm not used to hearing it that way. Oh, yes, I get it. I get it, yeah. I go back and forth. Sometimes I say December 9th. Sometimes I say December 9th. Um, it gets tricky when, say it's it's... Say, for example, it was December 6th. I feel like I'm cheating a little bit if I just say December 6th. I feel like I should be saying the full, you know, S-I-X-T-H. But that cons- uh, that uh, combination of consonants is very difficult. Sixth, you know, it, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. But then I feel like I'm cutting corners if I just say six. Um, let's see. Oh, Dirk Don is in the uh, Facebook live chat. Dirk, of course, from Arrogant Media and uh, also from Iowa, by the way. And I suggest you go on YouTube and uh, subscribe to the Arrogant Media YouTube channel. Uh, Charles Richardson is in the Facebook live chat. Again, Charles from the great state of Florida and from the Charles Richardson Show, which is live every Wednesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. online and coming soon also on Mondays. Uh, Charles points out the FM dial only goes to 107.9. Christian was close to the edge. <laughs> I had not thought of it that way. Uh, but uh, that's a great point, Charles. Uh, Pauly C is in the chat. Pauly C from Retro Spectrum Radio says, Texas Mike will be joining us tomorrow night for a night of Retro Spectrum, or I should say it this way, for a night of karaoke on Retro Spectrum Radio, 7.30 p.m. right here. On WMNH, yes, we look forward to that very much, very much. And I have to, and I don't have to get early up the next day because I have Saturday off because I worked yesterday when a, a former coworker of mine, no call, no show. So oh, so and it, and it's not like a, it's not like the marathon night that we had planned. Yeah, because we had because in previous discussions we we're going to do a live show and then do the karaoke. But now we're just doing the karaoke, and then that will be replayed on New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Rosanna McMahon is also in the Facebook live chat. She's a big fan of uh, John Hopwood or John C. Hopwood. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Well, let me, uh, I've got something to discuss, but let me give you the number. Actually, no, I'm going to hold off on giving you the number because I want to, I want to address something, and I'm, I'm actually, not going to take any calls for just a few minutes. I want to talk about something. Jenny kind of thought I should leave it alone, but I'm, I'm going to address it because I just, I have thoughts about uh, something that has occurred involving this show and uh, in a recent segment that aired on the show and, and so on and so forth. So I'm actually hold your calls. If you were going to call in, I'm going to, I need to do this uninterrupted, but it, I, I won't spend a lot of time on it, but I had to, um, I was in a kind of a, a position that um, I hadn't been in before uh, with something recently on the show, uh, at least uh, perhaps uh, in kind, but not degree. Um, because certainly when you do a show like this, you have to make certain editorial decisions and sometimes you have to say no to things or, 
or uh, you know, I know Gonzo likes <laughs> Gonzo likes to say, "Oh, Matt, Matt will have anybody on, or he'll do whatever," and it's it's actually not true. He has no idea the people I've said no to. I mean, look, I get I get emails from flat earthers wanting to come on the show. I I got a I got an email once from a Holocaust denier wanting to come on the show. You know, I say no. Uh, if somebody wants to come on and spew a bunch of anti-vaxxer nonsense or COVID denier BS, I say no to that. I don't allow any of that. There's a lot of things I don't allow um, because there are things that I'm not comfortable with. Um, but I, I'm going to start. I want to be careful about how I talk about it. It's it's kind of a third rail, but well, I had to. Um, we had started doing something on the show recently, a new segment, and I I pulled the plug on it already uh, after uh, after the first one. Um. Not because I necessarily thought that it was the correct thing to do. I have a lot of mixed feelings about my decision. This just happened last night. And a few of you might know what I'm talking about before I explain it, if you've been following along on social media. A lot of you won't know until I explain it. But um, but I, I, and I'm not, I'm not wavering on the decision. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to reverse what I decided. But I still, even now... Uh, I have very mixed feelings about it. I am not entirely comfortable with my decision. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. To be honest, because there's a part of me that thinks I, I really should have stuck to my guns on this, because I usually would. I usually would, unless I'm told, you know, by management or something, don't do that anymore. That's different, you know, or if sponsors have a problem, but... Um, but left to my own devices, I, I tend to trust my own judgment and I usually stick to my guns, but here's what occurred. Um, so a number of weeks ago, uh, a friend of ours, uh, bad Billy, uh, also known as Billy painter. Uh, he hosts a show called outlaw radio and he also runs the AOW radio network. And, um, Billy is one of the people that I actually met because of the whole crazy Joe saga. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, whether you, by the way, this has nothing to do with crazy Joe, what I'm going to talk about. I only mention his name because Billy is one of the people that I met because of crazy Joe. Uh, I've met a bunch of people because of crazy Joe and, and I'm really happy about it. We have our own little, uh, it's like our own little club. And, um, and some of these people have gotten involved with the show like Dirk Dawn and Eric Pilcher. Um, you know, and we've met a bunch of people, but one of the people we met was Billy Painter. And this came about because uh, Billy uh, saw some of Joe's content and was very upset by it. Uh, Billy feels that uh, Joe 
you know, Billy's a conservative and he feels that Crazy Joe makes conservatives look bad, you know, with with all the racist talk and this and that. So so he's uh, so he has no no use for Crazy Joe at all. Deeply dislikes him, to say the least. Um, so that's how we became friends, and that's how we bonded. Uh, that's how Billy uh, came into our lives. And, you know, I've gotten to know Billy. Um, I like Billy uh, very much, uh, both professionally and personally. Uh, we do have an ongoing professional relationship, but I also really like him as a person. Um, and, and we even have some mutual friends that we didn't realize when we first met that we had, which is cool, too. So uh, like from the, the guys from the Robin Slim Show, for example. So I really like Billy a lot. And, uh, you know, he calls into the show sometimes and, and we have some great discussions. I've been on his show uh, a couple of times now. And, you know, we're we're very different political politically in some ways, although we have some common ground, too. But um, what I like about talking with Billy is he's someone who I can disagree with, but it's he's very easy to talk to. We have a very, very good constructive uh, discussion. There's no insults. There's no demonizing of anybody going on. We just have a, a very uh, high-level dialogue about things that we disagree on and things that we agree on, too. It helps if you agree on some things. Um, I think I think if you agree on some things with someone you're talking with, it makes it easier to also discuss the things that you disagree on, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I really like Billy a lot. I like uh, I like doing content with him. I enjoy talking with him and I, and I, and by the way, he's not feeling well right now. So Billy, I hope you're, you know, get well soon. Um, but, uh, what happened is Billy, uh, several weeks ago asked me about coming on to, uh, to do, uh, he wanted to call in and do a segment discussing, uh, an issue, an ongoing issue in South Africa. And the issue going on in South Africa is, and I kind of knew a little bit about it just from, it's not something that's covered much, in a, certainly not by American media. The BBC occasionally does stories on it, but American media rarely touches it. But what goes on in South Africa is the um, uh, commonly referred to as the South Africa farm attacks or South Africa farm murders, which is uh, this unbelievable, dreadful situation where you have farmers in South Africa who are being murdered. Uh, you know, people are showing up and killing the farmers. Uh, there's uh, very often torture involved, some really horrific stuff. Um, you know, they'll, they'll kill the, the, the owner of the farm, they'll kill the family, they'll kill the employees, and then they'll, they'll rob the place, take off with everything. Um, and, and this is a rampant problem in South Africa. And it's, it's shocking to think about because can you imagine that happening here? You know, I, can you imagine somebody trying to, I mean, first of all, obviously any farmer in the United States, I assume has, you know, would, would be in a position with weapons and whatnot to protect themselves. And, you know, but that, that kind of thing wouldn't be tolerated here too, if, if or anywhere, really anywhere else that, you know, you would think the government would get involved and help these farmers. You know, we need farmers, we need farms. That's who grows our food. Um, and and just some of what Billy described about what happens to these people is so, so awful. Hard to listen to just in terms of, of the awfulness of it. And um, one of the things in our initial conversation, which lasted about 45 minutes, we did a long segment on it. I wanted to learn more. Um, but one of the things that 
that Billy really stressed to me during that conversation was that this is not a racial issue per se, but there are people, there are bad actors, you know, white nationalists and supremacists who have tried to co-opt and hijack the issue for their own nefarious purposes. And they take this, they take what's going on and they, and they twist it in a way that suits their narrative, their narrative of white grievance. And they use this phrase white genocide and, and, and they try to present it. Tucker Carlson did a segment on it once, you know, because of course he did. Um, but I think you can probably guess the spin that Tucker Carlson put on it, right? So they try to present it as black South Africans are murdering in mass white South African farmers. Now, the truth of what's going on from what Billy has told me, but also from everything that I've read independent of my dialogue with Billy is that um, there are also black farmers who are murdered. Uh, the segment that Billy wanted to do coming up was actually about a farmer of Indian descent uh, who was murdered in South Africa. So it's not just white farmers. But again, these very bad people, these white nationalist groups like Daily Stormer and others, they have taken this and they have twisted it into a white genocide going on in South Africa. And that, um, you know, you have all these black South Africans killing all these white South Africans. Now, the truth is, if you look at the murder statistics of South Africa, black South Africans are victims of murder at a much higher rate than white South Africans. But again, you have some bad actors trying to spin this for their own for their own narrative. They talk about it like it's only white South Africans who are being murdered and it's all about the farm murders. Now, the majority of um of farmers who are murdered are white. That is true. They are predominantly white because that's who owns the farms. But there are black farm owners also, and there are black farm owners who have been murdered. Um, and also, when, when these killers and thieves, because they, they kill everybody and then they, they take off with everything, or they don't necessarily kill everybody, but they kill whoever they have to, um, you know, they, they'll kill the farmer, they'll kill their family, and they'll kill the employees, the farm workers, if they try to get in the way who very often are black. It's very often a, ser a scenario where you'll have, uh, you know, the, the family that owns the farm is white, but they have black employees and they get murdered too. So it's not all about race, but, but there are people who have tried to make it about race because it suits their purpose. Um, that's not to say that there isn't a racial component to it. There very well may be. But Billy went out of his way during our conversation, in, in good faith, I believe, um, because I, I don't believe that he has any, any racial bias. Uh, from, from my many discussions with him, I, I don't believe he has any racial bias at all. Um, again, that's why he gets so upset with people like Crazy Joe, because he feels that, you know, that gives conservatives a bad name, and certainly not all conservatives think like that. But... Um, so Billy went out of his way to establish that, look, this this is happening to to people of all skin color. 
if if it's more white people being murdered, it's because there's more white farm owners. But but there are other people who have fallen uh, victim to this this terrible stuff. So I was um, I was shocked by all of it. I was stunned to learn that this goes on, that these farmers are not allowed or even given help by the government in South Africa to protect themselves from being slaughtered. I mean, it's incredible. And the numbers, if you look at the numbers and how widespread this this is, it's really incredible. So um, then, uh, so, you know, we, we had that discussion and I, I got a lot of positive feedback on the conversation. You know, I heard from people saying, wow, this is really eye-opening, didn't know this was going on, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so Billy wanted to then do and this is the part where we get to the segment and why I decided to pull the plug on it. So Billy wanted to do a weekly segment called uh, Save, the Bo- Save the Boar or The Boer. I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce it. It's B-O-E-R, which translated literally that word means farmer. So save the boar, save the farmer. But again, it turns out some of these, uh, these uh, white nationalists, these white supremacist groups, they've co-opted and hijacked the word, as does so often happen. Um, and so that word, in the views of some, and John Hopwood pointed this out, in the, in, the, in the view of some, that word is coded language, which, you know, dog whistles and so forth, we all know about that. So, uh, so that does go on. Um, but, but that was not Billy's intention. And what he wanted to do was, uh, each week he just wanted to do a short one or two minute recorded segment. And we aired the first one yesterday where he memorializes one of these farmers who have been murdered. Uh, the first one happened to be, uh, white, uh, uh, Brendan, uh, Horner, Brendan Horner is his name. And, uh, and he was brutally I mean, he, he appears to have been tortured to death and then murdered. It's a terrible story. Um, the farmer that Billy wanted to memorialize next week, like I said, a farmer of Indian descent. Again, not white. So it's it's not about race for Billy. Um, but, you know, uh, John Hopwood raised objections, which Billy didn't like. I, I have no problem with it uh, because I, I love feedback. Anything that I do on the show, I want feedback, whether it's positive or negative, um, because that that means people are engaged in the content and, you know, you might actually change my mind about something. So um, so John was posting a lot of things. Um, other people also started. Uh, uh, there was someone I ended up deleting it because I deleted the post, but somebody on the Matt Connerton Unleashed page posted something about why are you doing this? Um, this issue is used as a trope by white nationalist groups. Uh, why do you want to feed into that? That kind of thing. So I started getting some, and again, I got positive feedback on the segment too, by the way, but I also got some negative feedback, but it was not the kind of negative feedback I'm used to getting. Let me put it that way. I mean, I get negative feedback from people. When you do a show like this, you're going to have people who don't like what you do. Um, or they like some of what you do and some things they find questionable, whatever it may be. I welcome all of it, but, um, but I was getting, this was the first time I think I ever was getting negative feedback that I was genuinely uncomfortable with where I was going, Ooh, I don't like the idea that somebody would think that 
you know, because if you know me at all, and if you're a longtime listener of the show or even a recent listener, you know how I feel about white nationalists and white supremacists and all that. You know how I feel about those people. So, um, and, and what they do and the hate that they spread, I have no time for it. So I'm sitting there and at first, at first, and you know, I, I, arguing with people on Facebook is one of my least favorite things to do. I would, I I find it incredibly tedious. I'd rather save it for the show. So I don't usually comment a lot on Facebook. If someone is giving me negative feedback, I might address it on the show or I might just read it and take it in. I, I take it all in, but um, I may not respond to it directly, but I started responding to some of John Hopwood's comments. And my argument was, look, the, the, uh, I'm not trying to help anyone with some sort of weird agenda here, and neither is Billy. But my position was this. And by the way, I still think I'm correct when I say this. So I stand by this. This is my position, even though I did decide to pull the segment. My position is... This is something that is going on in South Africa. This is happening. This is real. And it deserves some attention, I think. And there's nothing in the world wrong with exploring this problem and examining it and reporting on it and so forth. And I don't think it's, I don't think it should be that just because some people and some organizations, with very bad intentions, just because they have managed to successfully co-opt and hijack this issue. And clearly they have been successful about it uh, uh, in, in terms of hijacking this issue. Certainly they've been successful. I can see it from the feedback I got from, from uh, a number of people. Um, I don't think it's fair that just because they're able to hijack this issue and make it about something that at the heart of it, it it's not, um, that means that I guess we just can't talk about it. Maybe that's why American media doesn't report on it. Like I said, the BBC runs stories on it. American media does not. Maybe that's why. Because apparently, if you talk about the issue or if you express any sympathy or empathy for these farmers and their families and their employees who are murdered, apparently, if you have any concern for that, apparently, if you're not able to just shrug and say, oh, well, <laughs> I don't care. Um, apparently, if you care at all, then in the eyes of some people, well, now you're a sympathizer with white nationalism. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's fair. I don't think it should be that way. Um, and so my initial reaction was to dig in and stand my ground and say, look, um, I think this is an important issue. I'm learning more about it. And I think it's terrible that, that some people have, uh, have hijacked it for, for their own, uh, for their own hate, <laughs> frankly, but um, but that doesn't mean we should ignore the issue, right? Well, I I was made so uncomfortable by by some of the the negative comments, and again, I did, I got positive feedback too. But I I was getting so uncomfortable with some of the negative comments and the way I I just cannot. I mean, I I expect to get some hate from people, you know, you know, people who disagree with me politically, people who maybe on specific issues don't like what I say. 
people who just, you know, any radio host has hate listeners, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> not everyone who listens to me likes me. Some people, I'm sure there's people who hate to like me or love to hate me. And that's that's a part of uh, doing a show like this. But the idea of anyone actually thinking that I'm somehow sympathetic to white nationalism made me so uncomfortable that I said, I'm going to give in on this one. I still think I'm right. I still think I'm right, but I'm going to... I'm going to cave on this one because I just, when I, when I look at social media and someone is accusing me of feeding into these white nationalist tropes, oh, that more than stings, that more than stings. So I, I decided, you know what, I'm, we're not going to continue this segment. And I guess, you know, I guess I'll be like, like so many others and I'll just, shrug it off and pretend it doesn't matter. But I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. Um, I don't want to be tagged with that. And I don't, uh, I don't want anyone else associated with the show tagged with it. So I, uh, I, I uh, contacted Billy and I said, look, uh, I'm getting uncomfortable. Um, and uh, I, I think we're going to we're going to pull this. And Billy, to his credit, I wasn't surprised at all uh, because I've gotten to know him. But but he was very gracious and kind about it. He completely understood. And, of course, very professional. Um, and I told him, I said, you know, I like having you involved in the show. Maybe there's something else we can do. Uh, maybe maybe you can do some other kind of a segment for us or maybe we can do a weekly thing where we we argue over issues or whatever, you know, because, again, we disagree on a lot of things. You know, I'm, I'm open to other things, but this particular thing, um, I'm, I'm going to have to pull the plug. Um, and so uh, that was it. Now, um, a little bit of good news for Billy. There's a station in Nashua, and I played a clip from something that happened there <laughs> at the top of the show uh, that uh, apparently might pick up the segment. And it's a conservative talk station, so there won't be any uh, direct backlash. But um, but I'll tell you what, it it I still think I was right, and I I think that um, I mean it just <laughs> you know. This was a tough one. Like I said, I mean, you have to make editorial decisions when you do a show like this. But this was a um, this was a tough one because I'm like, Ugh. I don't like that feeling of giving in when I really believe I'm right, you know. But um, but I was also when I when I decided I was conflicted, but also kind of relieved. It's like, all right, we, we just won't do this. Um, and that's how I still feel. I'm. Still, I'm I'm relieved, but I'm also conflicted because it's like, uh, I don't know. Did I back down too easily? I mean, there's another element to this, too, that I won't get into why I, I felt like I had to do it. But that's what I did. So uh, so that segment goes away. You know, I'm not going to delete whatever's already up, but that segment goes away. We're not going to continue it. But um, I would invite anyone to, you know, go online, read up on the issue. If you're curious about learning more, it is something that is going on. But um, I'm not the guy to uh, to continue to to comment on it or or discuss it. Um, in the Facebook live chat, John Monroe said, uh, "You, in my opinion, made the right call." Uh, thank you, John. I appreciate that. Uh, Melanie Law Liberty says, 
uh, white supremacist or white supremacist groups are dicks like that. That's referring to how they, oh, the sirens. Maybe the woke police are coming to get me for talking about this subject one last time. Uh, <laughs> no, there, there's, it sounds like there's a, probably, a, that's a lot of sirens. Sounds like there's a big fire somewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, white supremacists, they do like to, uh, to co-opt issues. Um, do a call with you. Oh, Dirk just, uh, messaged me. Um, yeah, we can do that, Dirk. I'll, I'll message you back later. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rocky Huber says, I just tried calling in. Why didn't anyone answer LMAO? <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I will take your calls now. I'll go back to taking your calls. Uh, 603-250-6007 is a number. 603-250-6007. I mean, I am open to, uh, uh, beyond what I'm about to say, I, I don't plan on discussing this any further after today, but I am open to, if anyone has any input, I am open to uh, discussing it uh, in the moment. Uh, oh, and we do have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? It's the person you mentioned, uh, uh, John Hopwood. John Hopwood. What's going on? You're no longer John C. Hopwood. No, because uh, I'm not being supercilious now. I understand, yes. Oh, and when I mentioned you just now, I, I just said John Hopwood, not John C. Hopwood. I get it. You know, I want people to know I would never think in my lifetime that you would engage in any uh, conscious or overt act of racism. Oh, of course, yeah. Or, no. or promote any such thing. Mm. No, and I, but, I, I I know that, but I am glad that you, I mean, I'm glad that you said that, though, but, uh, yeah. And, you know, you've talked to Billy Painter. But in 2018, he was using the term white genocide. And he's been broadcasting about this issue a long time. That is true. That I brought up. Yeah, I brought up, as you're explaining, people are using the issue. Yeah. You, uh, you need to know, I was at the Africa Studies Center, was at Boston University back in the 80s. I did graduate work there. Been interested in Africa for 20, 42 years. Oh. In fact, if I had gone to Africa with my partner, I'd be dead now, but that's another issue. Mm. In our, the apartheid system, which was built by the Boers, who were the Dutch, the Dutch and German, Dutch and German descendants of the original settlers, and whose flag, both the, the, the Union of South Africa, the Republic of South Africa, and the old 17th century Dutch flag are used as racist tropes as recently as Charlottesville okay. and the riot there. The, uh, I, the English. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, the English. I remember booking a canoeing trip on Bear Lake with Viator. I remember my wife's sweet smile taking me back to us canoeing in summer camp. I remember thinking, my oh my, this moment is nothing short of perfect. I remember turtles. We all remember things differently. What's important is that they're worth remembering. From canoeing to the Coliseum, you can book it all. Use code Viator10 in the app for 10% off your first booking. Viator. One site, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money. But it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Remember when one of your 
your best players got injured, but not like on a play or anything. He got injured celebrating a play, and it's not like it was a game-winning play or in the playoffs. And he was out the rest of the season because he was injured while celebrating? Yeah. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. See, the Dutch, the Dutch had a great, uh, were great sailors. So were the English. The Dutch built up a great empire at the same time the English were. They, you know, the English eventually took New York from them, and, they didn't, and then they didn't take South Africa until the Boer War of 1899, 1902. They don't, uh, the word for Boers usually used in my lifetime was Afrikaans and Afrikaners. They were generally the people that were behind apartheid. The English South Africans were more liberal. You know, this is a thing that, you know, a big issue in my lifetime, but for Ronald Reagan and the, uh, that horrible Margaret Thatcher, Mandela would have been released many years before he was, which would have been much better for South Africa. Yeah. Now that he's gone, they've lost like a towering person. But... You have to understand, the apartheid system, I think uh, 90% of the land was owned by whites. Mm-hmm. And blacks, since 1911, weren't allowed to own land. Is that why, is that so why, is that, that, is that why it's predominantly white farmers? Because that's, like I said, that's who seems to own most of the farms. Right. And one of the issues, the African National Congress, was land distribution. That's in every revolution you ever heard of, the Russian Revolution, French Revolution. But going back to a part, well, at the time the Dutch arrive in South Africa, which is a beautiful country, by the way, and uh, at the same time, one of the great uh, peoples or nations, the uh, Zulu, are, are emigrating at the same time. They're coming down into there, too. And uh, the British of course, were colonizing parts of what is South Africa. Oh, my God, there were many wars. Uh, it took the British... You can watch the film Zulu from 1964, which is about... You know, it is a bigger thing in British uh, culture, like you say, the BBC covers stuff. Yeah. Because it's just part of that empire type of thing. Okay. And uh, But eventually... They fought a war with the, the Boers, the Boer War, 1899 to 1902, and subdued them. But uh, apartheid lasted far longer than it should have. But South Africa helped Britain in two world wars. But by the time, like I'm in the, in the 70s, I'm going to school, and in the 80s you had all these squatters camps at universities, you know, uh, to show solidarity with the uh, bl- disenfranchised people of South Africa who were being put in their own little homelands so they couldn't be uh, really South Africa citizens because there was an international pressure, particularly from Britain, to end apartheid. There's a song I won't play. Is it called Sun City? I, I, by, yeah. Oh, who's the guy that? Uh, uh, Stephen Van Zant and the uh, artist. Right. The artist is uh, Artists United Against Apartheid, and it's uh, right. a, a huge 
uh, group of people that he assembled uh, in the music industry to, you know, declare that they were not going to play Sun City because uh, artists were yeah. being offered huge sums of money just to do a couple of shows. One of the things about apartheid, you have to understand, was there's for three classes of citizens, there were whites. Japanese had the status of whites. Chinese had a, were colored. Because colored people were second-class citizens with their own house in the legislature, which is inferior. And that was mostly people that they call Indians, where that would be people from the old Indian Empire, the Raj, once again, Britain, mm -hmm. because Britain took Indians as, not as slaves, but as indentured servants, all but slaves, and they were all over the empire. Do you remember the movie Gandhi? Remember, mm -hmm. he's in South Africa as a, as a lawyer. Mm -hmm. There was a huge Indian community there, and, geez, one of the things in Uganda... In 1970, Idi Amin threw the Indians out. Right now in South Africa, so Indians were second-class citizens. Blacks were third-class. They had no rights. Yeah. They, their beaches and everything, they could not go on to a white beach or they'd be arrested. Mm -hmm. This is in the 1980s and 1990s. Yeah. And they are the majority. But right now, Matt, there are huge race riots going on between the Indians and black South Africans. I mean, this isn't new. This goes back, like I just mentioned, Idi Amin through the Indians sure. of, of Uganda in 1971. Yeah. So these are issues that are they're they're, they're complex. They're complex in the one. They're simple in the one hand and complex in the other. Right. But you can't use this, and the thing I actually knew. South, uh, white South Africans, and my when I was in uh, California, my uh, when I had hair, <laughs> I had to go to like a stylist. She was from uh, Southern Rhodesia, which is now Zimbabwe. Okay, you know there was bitterness, you know, of losing your your land. Yeah, right, right, of course. And uh, uh, we have to the Mugabe of Zimbabwe was no Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela was in are a towering, a great man. And they lost a lot about that. So there's all these issues. And, but, you know, I don't know. You know Billy Painter more than I did. At one time he used white genocide. Maybe he regrets using that now. Yeah, that's true. And I the didn't, only thing is, I, I didn't never. I didn't realize that. Yeah, by, by, by the way, I didn't realize that until you sent that to me. That I didn't know that there is, what John is referring to is, there is an episode of Billy's show uh, where, in the title, it, it it does use the phrase "white genocide," which I did not. Uh, I didn't realize that existed. I don't remember how long ago that was from. Um, but twenty eighteen. Okay, but I do, uh, and he may have he may have learned more on the issue because I I, right. I I I do believe that Billy was acting and is acting in good faith with all of this. I think he's just. I think he has a deep concern about you know because. Regardless of what other issues there are, and it is complex as you've laid out, but obviously, yeah, it's 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 not okay that that uh, farmers are being slaughtered to death. I mean, you know, at, at at its core, that's not okay. Right, and the thing is, my brother was in Africa more than I ever I ever was, and uh, he was he was in Senegal. He was in uh, yeah, he was all over. He's actually in black ops, so I shouldn't be talking about it. But he saw 
there's horrors going on in Africa, Asia, all, all over the world. And you can think that, well, these people are a lot, you know, you can identify with them because South African whites lived in a first world country, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. They, they were first worlders because they, they, they owned all the wealth, you know. Yeah. And it's easier to identify with them than, like, you know, my brother, what he saw. In Chad, he saw, he saw he said, uh, one of the happiest people he'd ever met. This is a beggar in Chad, the poorest country in Africa. And uh, he would tell me things. And I would ask my friend Henry Thompson, who used to be a, uh, the Minister of Information in Liberia. And I'd say, you know, are the people, are people, because my brother said, this is a person that has nothing. If, if human feces fell on him, it would be like, you know, it would be like riches. Yet he's smiling. Yeah. And uh, he's defeated the world in his own way. And I'd ask Henry about this. Well, people in West Africa generally are happy, even with all those horrors and that. But getting folk, refocusing that, I just didn't want to see you setting yourself up because of uh, uh, people that are uh, using such issues unethically. And right. Trump used it. I never really believed Trump was a racist or anything. He's just anything that anything will stick, right? Anything that's useful to him, he'll use. Right, and he's one of the people that got the issue up and going. And then there was a racist Richard Spencer, white nationalist, you know, who would talk about the Boers and what their, you know, how they lost their country. Yeah, but of course, these were people. You have to say people like the, the clerk who just died who finally gave in, they had developed the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. But can you use the atomic bomb when you're, you know, those are South Africans. They couldn't, you know? Right. If right. you ever watch First Robocop, they have like a collage of news yeah. in the future. And one of the things is uh, the white Afrikaners, the Boers, have dropped the bomb in South <laughs> Africa. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I know that, you know, the issue... Is real and you approach it in a humanistic way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have to be careful. You know, you have to make decisions. And I think you made the right one. And, folks, he doesn't have a racist bone in oh, his body. Of course, yeah. Okay, take care. All right, John. Thank you for the call. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was uh, the great uh, John. Wow, we got uh, John Hopwood and John C. Hopwood in the same day. Very nice. Now we just need virtual John Hopwood. <laughs> That's right. Well, perhaps he'll make an appearance in the second hour. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, no, that was a great call. And, um, yeah, the issues around it are uh, uh, complex. Um, but, it, it, you know, it just uh, it makes me frustrated that, um, you know, obviously I don't I don't like white nationalism to begin with, but but that they were able to successfully co-opt so much of this and use it for their own purposes is uh so frustrating hi welcome to matt connerton unleashed who's this matt i think your show should have a cooking segment really what what would uh yeah nobody nobody can get in trouble with that (laughs) you know every every uh every week we could mix it up do a nice cajun episode maybe the next week do a nice slow you know soul food and then maybe the next week we do some french or italian cooking you know what i'm saying i do but all that ethnic food ah that's gonna upset somebody 
Well, you know what? We'll, <laughs> those the- people, <laughs> those people need to just shut off the radio and uh, go for a walk. Oh, I wouldn't use the phrase "those people" if I were you, Polly C. That's going to upset some people. That's going to upset. What? That's- Saying that if people don't, if people get offended by eating ethnic food <laughs> or us cooking it. Well, I mean the phrase "those people." That's going to upset those people. Oh, and, and us, yes, and yes, us, those us, people, and, right? And us eating ethnic food—that uh, might be perceived as cultural appropriation. What? What the? What is this world <laughs> coming to, man? Oh, uh, I know. I know. It's, uh, you know, I'm it, just thinking in the next five years, they're going to have to rename the poo poo platter. What, what are they going to call that? Oh, they'll just call it the, the Asian, the Asian platter. I mean, I don't get it. Or the Asian American platter. Maybe, maybe you just call it the platter and people will just know the platter. I don't know. But, um, yeah, but it's so fun to say poo poo for two, isn't it? I guess. Uh, I've always enjoyed it. Texas Mike certainly thinks it's funny, don't you, Texas Mike? (laughs) Yep. Yes, Texas Mike is uh, laughing uh, quite a bit. Yeah. um, Whenever I have the uh, poo-poo for two, I think of the Beatles for some reason. But anyway, what were you just about to say, Mike? Mark? Mark? I just (laughs) called you Mark. (laughs) You're not the first to get my name wrong, certainly. But uh, What did I used to call you when the show started 10 years ago? I used to call you on the air Rick. I used to call you Rick, and you never corrected me. You that's let right. me call you Rick I know, for like I, a month. I just I thought it, I thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> I thought you were calling me Thanks. that in honor of uh, legendary broadcaster Rick Dees. I was like, oh, I remind him of Rick Dees. This is great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just uh, – John – John brought up a lot of interesting points, and I, you know, I certainly don't want to be associated with uh, anything that's going to give people the wrong idea about me and where I'm coming from. So, but right, but, right, but, but uh, yeah. So it's it's probably. I think I made the right choice on this one. Um, oh, you absolutely did. I mean, that's not, that's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. I mean, once you once you caught wind of the undertones of what was going on with that yeah. ending it. There, there was no other option, but you're not, you're not about that. Right. Right. But I mean, ideally I'd like to be able to, to d- discuss the issue without the undertones, which is what we were trying to do, but it may just not be possible. It, it, it may just not be possible. So there you well, go. It's a very, it's a very, very touchy subject. That's why I'm saying a week where we can do some shepherd's pie and maybe we can bake a cake the next week. I'm telling you, a, co- a Matt Connerton unleashed cooking section. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. I don't think we don't have a microwave in here, though. We'll, we'll throw a, we'll throw a Mikey in an apron. Oh, would you we'll like uh, that, Mikey? We'll get some recipe. <laughs> you like to cook, Mikey? Yes, I do. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go. There you go. I smell a segment. Wow. Well, I hope it smells good. Mike's cooking karaoke show. Ooh. Ooh. You could spell cooking with a K. That way it, it looks cool. Cooking That's right. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll uh, so we'll bake a cake, and while the stuff is, like, in the oven, Mike will belt out a few tunes, and, uh, you know, we'll make a whole gala event out of your segment. Uh, Jenny in the chat says that's dangerous. Matt doesn't have a stop button. His stomach could explode. That's true. I'm terribly undisciplined when consuming, uh, mass quantities of food. 
That's okay. We will uh, abstain from making pizza for a few episodes. Ah, all right. Hmm. All right, and we got Mikey coming up this Friday night on Retrospective Radio for something I'm incredibly excited about. As heard on the morning show, he will be performing his musical technique at Retrospective Radio with you, me, and Dan, on uh, and DJ Steve on Friday night. Very good, very good. This will be a first for Retrospective Radio. That's right. And are you going to sing anything, Matt? Are you going to take a stab at anything? Probably not. I will uh, happily harmonize, though. I'm a good har. I'm a harmony guy. I can harmonize. I can find the octave, right. and uh, you know. But I don't think I'll be singing uh, anything on my own. You know what it is? I don't want to show off. I know it's supposed to be just a fun thing, and you know I have a golden throat, so I, you know, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be a ringer. You know, I just, uh, I'll, I'll just kind of let everyone else shine. All right, I got. I got to go clean my boots. Uh huh. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll check with you uh, again, and I'll see both of you on Friday night, tomorrow night tomorrow at seven thirty p.m. Yep. See you tomorrow night, Paul. We see. You. So All right, excited. Brother. See you guys later. All right, Paul. Thanks for the call. Take care. All right, Paulie C. from Retro Spectrum Radio with Paulie C. Tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m., and Texas Mike will be with us. Looking forward to that. Um, Melanie in the chat says, I would be into watching someone explode. That sounds uh, gruesome, quite frankly. Uh, Mike Pelopita said, uh, I thought it was perfect teeth. Yes, perfect teeth and a golden uh, a golden throat, uh, Mike. Uh, Jenny says, sing me a song, Maddie. I don't think I will. Again, I don't want, I don't want to show off, but we are past the top of the hour. Let's take a quick break. Uh, uh, this song is relevant. We'll play this. You'll recognize it when it starts. And then we will be back with our number two, Matt Connerton Unleashed coming up. Don't go away. Welcome back. We are way in hour number two, numero dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Thursday, December 9. 2021 or December 9th, depending on your preparation, preparation, preference, preparation, depending on your, it's like I uh, created an amalgam of uh, uh, preference and preparation, preparation. I don't think that's a word. It sounds like it could be a medical condition. However, uh, you know, your doctor tells you you have a preparation and that's what's causing all of your pain. Hi, welcome to Matt Connor to Unleash to us. Hello there, Matt. How you doing? Good. Matt, I got a friend that's sitting here, and she wanted to ask some questions. Um, and uh, maybe she, maybe you could answer. Hold on a second. Okay. 
Mm. Hold on, Matt. Uh, oh, okay. Right. Hello? I, I took you off speaker. Oh, I, th- I, I, thank you. Put it on speaker. How are you tonight? Good. How are you doing? Who is this? Oh, a friend of Ronnie's. A friend of Ronnie's? Okay. What kind of a friend? Jeff. Are you his girlfriend? Oh, I know you are. He's your station quite a few times, and mm. he enjoys it tremendously. Oh. The only question I needed to ask is, do we have a courthouse in Manchester, New Hampshire? Yes. Where? I don't know. Do you know, uh, Texas Mike? It's off of Chestnut? Off um, of Chestnut, you think? Oh, it, it, it's right right behind um, where Veterans Park is. What is it? Is it off Elm Street? Is it the Elm? Yeah. So, so the the courthouse is um, right behind Veterans Park. That's on Elm Street. Veterans Park on Elm Street. Do you know where that is, Ryan? No, I have no idea either. Okay. Well, the other question was because, like I said, I'd like to take my old dentist. Uh, to court because I had a lot of work done there and I had a, you know, a partial made and I kept telling her it doesn't fit. So I go back in, she took a Dremel tool in front of me and Dremel tooled it. And then I told her, no, it's not fitting again, hitting my front teeth. She Dremel tooled it. She Dremel tooled it. And then I said to her, listen, you need to send this back and do a whole new thing. And she didn't. And a filling and my front tooth all cracked. And she filled it and she charged me $257, which I refused to pay. And then because she did that, it cost me $1,200 um, about a month ago to have a cat put on that front tooth. I need to take this woman to court. It's Dr. Dental Way in Manchester. But I have to figure out, you know, how I can, you know, get into court and, you know, get the records from them and all that stuff. Any Maybe- suggestions? I would uh, contact uh, Judge Judy, and then uh, you can be on TV. I think that would be fun. You know, you know what? Ronnie said the exact same thing tonight. And, you know, my daughter had a problem years ago with her $4,000 deck, and they actually called her twice to go on Judge Judy, and she didn't want to. And I said, what do you call I would have went with you. Oh. And, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, they ruined everything, $4,000 worth. Oh, really? But, wow. But, you know, really? Contact Judge Judy? Yeah. Well, you have to get me that number. Or uh, maybe, well, oh, maybe Judge Wapner, although I think he might be dead. No, but Judge Judy, well, she is she in New York? I don't know. if She talks like she is. Uh, Crazy Joe probably knows her. He's a real New Yorker. Crazy Joe. Do they... Um, do they have a, a number for her, you know, for her office? If, you know, you call them and say, this is the dilemma I'm having. And, you know, I've, I've spent like $4,000 in cash over at this place. And, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that, but I can tell you this coincidentally, or maybe it's fate right here in the studio. And I'll hold it up online for those watching. Uh, I'll hold it up in front of the camera for those watching online. We have uh, people magazine and on the cover is Judge Judy, Secrets of My Success, the amazing story behind the fierce and funny courtroom queen's $460 million fortune. $460 million, uh, I don't know about you, but I think Judge Judy might have been on the take. 
<laughs> oh, come on. You probably won't be able to get she, on the show now. She's a bitch. She's a bitch. Don't oh, on that well, that's okay. She is, but I love her. I love her. We don't work. Her uh, we don't. We don't work blue here. But uh, yeah, so maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, th- there's a bunch of judge uh, shows. Oh well, as long as we have a court here, I suppose if I took it to small claims court here, that's when they kind of you know say to you, "Would you like to go on?" That's what they did with my daughter. She had taken someone to small claims, and they wanted her to go on Judge Judy, and she didn't want to. Hmm. So maybe that's the way it goes. You go into the courts here first. And they say, oh, you should take this to Judge Judy if it happens. Yeah, I'd probably do it. Well, yeah. I, I think that dentist needs to be accountable, that's for sure. I think so, All right, too. well, thank you for your input. Oh, you're very welcome. Ha- <laughs> thank you Have for a calling. Good night. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right. All right, well, that was, uh, that was interesting. By the way, so uh, Joe Lar just texted me and looked up that word that I accidentally used. Maybe subconsciously I did mean to use it because preparation is a real word. It means, he sent me a screenshot, um, it's derived from the word prefer. Here's an example. Because of this preparation, I ended up dropping IT and choosing geography. So very nice. Thank you, Joe. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Matt, that was the most fascinating phone call I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what? You, you know what you got to do? It just gave me a brilliant idea. Yes. You got to do a, a legal section where you offer legal advice to people. What if we do this? Can we uh, do the cooking segment and uh, combine that with a legal segment? So maybe we yeah, can. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. We can, like, cook a meatloaf and, and tell people where the courthouses are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, as long as there's meatloaf involved, I'm going to love it, of course. But um, I love Well, meatloaf. first of all, there's two courthouses in town. There's the county courthouse, which is uh, where the old Union Leader building was on Amherst Street. Uh-huh. And then there's the federal courthouse, which is what Mikey was saying, behind Veterans Park on Chestnut Street. Oh, okay. Very old good. Old Union Leader building on Amherst? At the same, at the same time, if you, if you need legal advice... Uh-huh. I don't think you call a courthouse. I think you call a lawyer. Am I am I mistaken? Or I would think so. Yes, she should probably look into. Uh, although, if she's going to sue in small claims court, then you don't you don't hire a lawyer for that. Because right, it- but you don't call the courthouse. It's not like a, yeah. I'd like to uh, make a reservation for a, a hearing on October. <laughs> you don't. I mean, what? Who does that? I think she should contact uh, Judge Joe. Is there still a Judge Joe? Isn't there a guy, Judge Joe? Uh, there's Judge Judy. There's uh, who else? Uh, there's Judge Reinhold. Uh, maybe she could contact. I, I think it'd be great to be on TV, and maybe she'd uh, oh, bring absolutely. us with her. Maybe yeah, she'd bring yeah, us that, with her. That, yeah. That's definitely one for uh, Judge Judy. Yes, yes. There's uh oh no, I was gonna say Judge Hirsch, but that's actually Judd Hirsch. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, why not go all the way with it? You know, get some fame and fortune out of it. Right, right. Why just call a county courthouse when you can actually be on TV? Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. You don't even need a, a, a thinking lawyer. <laughs> Jenny says, how about a Dear Maddie segment? See, that would be great, you know, where people call and ask for advice, like how to find the courthouse. Right, right. And why you want to use the courthouse. Listen, I'm uh, rebuilding my bathroom, Matt. Do you know where the the closest courthouse is in town? or? <laughs> Yeah, 
I think we're on to something with this. I, I think it's, it sounds great. We'll do cooking, karaoke, and legal advice. I'm surprised Ron couldn't just tell her where the courthouse is. Right. Hasn't Ron been here all his life? That was my that that's my impression. Ron is uh, from here, so I, I would have thought Ron would know. Hey, let's call Matt and ask him <laughs> if he knows anything about the law and uh, what courthouses are in Manchester. And even if Ron doesn't know where the courthouses are, he might know how to contact Judge Judy because I sure don't know. Right. Well, at the very least, Ron knows where the pizza places are in in the city. So God bless him. God bless him for that, and my stomach agrees. All right, Matt. Listen, I'm going to go, but um, I'm just going to leave you with this. Yes. If you have a problem, don't take the law into your own hands. You take them to court. That's right. Very good. Very good. All right. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> yes. Uh, I used to actually watch the People's Court when I was a kid, and Doug Llewellyn would say that uh, at the end of every show. You know, don't take the law into your, your own hands. You take them to court. You can't take them to court, Mikey. You ever take anyone to court? No. Well, good. I hope the day never comes. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Oh, I recognize that per. <laughs> What's going on, Ron? I don't know. No Manchester at all. I um. Oh. I, I get lost right around. I had no know where the court is or anything. Oh. Well. What I'm calling is if um if it's all right because I don't want to just show up unannounced. I wonder if um Paulie's got room on a show for a little while tomorrow. I mean, I won't stay, stay there all night. And uh, if he's got room, that'd be great. And uh, I'm sure to bring a pizza. Ooh, well, that sounds wonderful. Uh, hopefully Paul is still listening because it's up to him. Uh, all right. And you know, I will wait and listen for an answer. All right. Very good. All right. Thanks, Ron. Thank you, sir. All right. You got it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ooh, and he said he'd uh, bring a pizza. Mm. From, mm. from Elm House. Preferably. Oh, yes. I love the Elm House. Yes. Uh, Elm House with, uh, but no honey. There doesn't need to be any honey on it. But the uh, the Elm House uh, special or whatever they call it. The house pie. The house pie. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt. Uh, listen, uh, I love Ron to death, but tomorrow night we have five of us in there. Ah. And that is probably more than enough for that room, at least for my um, comfort level. I, I gotcha. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, and actually six, if you count the giant cardboard, Peter Whitehead. Yeah. Six, if you count him. So Ron, you can definitely come in, but not this coming Friday night. Uh, let's just hold off into the new year. Uh, this is actually, we got one more show before the year ends. Um, but I think we have a guest next week as well. So let's just hold off where there's just the four of us in the room, Ron, and you and your pizza can come on down. All mm-hmm. right. All right, very good. All right, Paul, thank you. Thanks, Maddie. All right, bye-bye. All right, there you go. This uh... I think that has never ha- happened b- before. People try to have a have a conversation over, over the phone. It's like, back. It's like a death phone. It's like, yeah. go on, go on. And that's what we want again, Bobby. Uh, very well <laughs> could be. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerson Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, is this Matt four one one? I need to know where the nearest Seven Eleven is in Manchester. Um, I'm in the I'm in the market for a, a tightly knit sweater, and I hear Seven Eleven has the greatest ones. Um, do you want? Well, we actually have. I can tell you that uh, we have several Seven uh, Elevens here in the city. Um, I kind of uh, would put them into two categories, though. There's uh, ones that seem uh, very safe, and there's ones where 
if you walk in, you feel as though you're about to be in the middle of an armed robbery. Do you have a preference? Oh, and I also want to take 7-Eleven to court, so I'm going to need that address to where the courthouse is because their ice chipped my tooth, and I need a lot of dental work on that, too. And did they also ruin your deck? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, that's uh, you've got a lot going on there, and uh, I would suggest you contact Judge Judy. Uh, actually, I was going to contact Judge Crazy Joe. I, I hear he can get me. I, I can hear he can get my uh, my fees to go or my uh, settlement to go through the roof. Ooh! <laughs> well, right. there you go. I can imagine him I, as I had, uh, I, a lawyer. I, I had to go ahead and bust chops, so you guys take care. All right, Charles. Thank you for the call. Take care. Right. <laughs> All right, that's our friend uh, Charles Richardson from the great state of Florida and, of course, the Charles Richardson Show, uh, which is every Wednesday and Friday night online from 7 to 9 p.m. and coming soon on Monday nights as well. That reminds me, a quick programming note for all of you. Uh, tonight at 6 p.m., I will be calling in to the Dr. Kevin Show. Uh, that airs on the OM Times Radio Network, O-M-T-I-M-E-S dot com slash I-O-M is the direct link to that, and we will be discussing politics as we do. We usually do it the first Thursday of every month. Uh, this month we're doing it the second Thursday because the first Thursday we had our incredible Miracle on Elm Street live event at the bonfire, so logistically it would have been really hard for me to be available to call in right after my show to Dr. Kevin, so I talked to him, and uh, of course he understood, and uh, so I'll be doing that tonight. So if you get to the end of today's program and you want more of me, uh, there will be uh, an additional hour on Dr. Kevin's show where I call in every month and we talk about politics for the hour. So that will be uh, coming up tonight, omtimes.com slash I-O-M for that. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, uh, has anyone seen Coach? Seen what? Coach, Matt, Matt uh, Corshane. Uh, no, I, uh, from what Texas Mike said, he's supposed to be coming on to the weekly die on this evening. Hi, Louie. Oh, is that Louie? Yeah, how you doing, man? Last night I was up in, uh, the Lundholm Gymnasium and, uh, Chichi Torres, she put them a point ahead against, uh, Holy Cross. She made two free throws, but the miracle shot by Holy Cross, the girls lost by one point. But at the press conference, um, she wanted to send happy holidays to Coach and um, say that she became a great free-throw shooter from when she was at Trinity and he was handling her. Uh, hey, aren't you a, you're a, you're a cab driver, right? You probably know where everything is. We should have you come in and do a segment for when people call and need to know where stuff is in the city. Well, I, I can help you out, Matt. Um if you could write this down, uh-huh. W like whiskey, uh-huh. A like apple, mm-hmm. Z like zebra, mm-hmm. and E like Eddie. Uh-huh. All they got to do is download Waze. Oh, yes, Waze. Yes, a great uh, GPS app. Of course, there's also Google Maps and uh, things like that. Yes, we had a caller earlier who seemed to uh, uh, not uh, have access to these things, I suppose. Do you know how to find... Uh, uh, do you know which way I go to get to Judge Judy? Judge Judy? Yeah, we need to, uh, Not it's not for me. Uh, it's for a listener who needs to uh, reach her. But uh, she's probably kind of a long drive uh, from here, I would imagine. 
I don't have her on the radar, but uh, yeah. if you see Co- if you see Coach uh, Chichi Torres, she wanted to thank when she spoke at the press conference last night. She wanted to thank him for her free throw ability. Now in her, I guess, seventh year in college. Oh, very nice. Well, uh, if I see Coach, I will pass that along to him. All right, and uh, happy holidays. I I called Pete today, but. Um, Hey, by the way, is EZG still on the planet? He is. As far as I know, he is on the planet, but he is retired from radio. He decided uh, after uh, such a stellar uh, career uh, filled with amazing accomplishments that it was time to hang it up, and so he has. And we expect him uh, back any time now because he uh, won't be able to hold out forever. (laughs) He will be back, I'm sure. But right now he's retired. Man, what a what a loss to the community! What a, I, I can't believe. And has the other guy come back? The um, Manchester's mayor has he returned from Africa? Oh, the people's mayor, Glenn R. J. Willette. Yes, in fact, he uh, came in one day on the show and told us all about it. But yes, he has returned from Africa, safe and sound, which is wonderful. I know he's going to be going back there at some point i think to collect his children and and bring them uh to the united states but uh yes the people's those, mayor, this those, those cuts that he did over there singing is that available for the holiday season oh i don't know they certainly should be i mean uh glenn rj willette is another example of someone with just a golden throat and uh, Gonzo, is he still doing the letters on Friday? Is he still giving his advice? Yes, although he, I heard he is suspended for this week. Because he failed to show up yesterday. Yep, he pulled a no-call, no-show, and Peter White does not tolerate that. No one is going to be getting any love advice from Gonzo? Not from Gonzo, not this week from what I hear. I'm sure he'll be back next week. But, uh, I think he truly found his calling, though. When you listen to him, it's always very balanced judgment. He seems to have a lot of experience. I, I couldn't believe it when I heard it in the fall. He really knows his stuff. He does. He knows the ways of love. That's the artist in him. Well, I don't know. Where, where I find his expertise lies is in these rebounds. A lot of rebounds. He, he, he can smell it when it's a rebound relationship. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. He's very wise. He's a very, very wise man. And uh, sometimes he, of all people, winds up being the voice of reason. Yeah. Do you think in 2022 he may go on his own and have his own programming or podcast? Uh, not at the rate he's going. I mean, he, he after all, he did just get suspended for pulling a no call, no show. So, uh, no, I think he's. No, I'm saying, will he have his own pro? Will he have his own time slot? No, I think he's peaked. I think he's. Uh, I think he's uh, reached his uh, plateau in broadcasting. I could see this program on from like two to three in the morning. Yeah, well, that would be a that would be a good time. Uh, that is what is uh, in radio considered safe harbor, where you can get a little salty with the language, and no one will mind. No, I love Gonzo, by the way. Just I don't want anyone to think I was uh, taking a shot at him. It was, it was only a joke. Have you uh, have you witnessed his impression of me? It's phenomenal. Well, you know, it's the highest form of flattery. Yes. He is a very funny guy. He is, he, but I could see him on between two and three. 
after people get out of the arrow where he could give <laughs> in-person love advice. Oh, yes. Well, keep in mind, though, he is a married man. Well, the, the, being a married man, he would know how to keep people, you know, on the right track. I mean. Yes, we just don't want to our, lead him into temptation. No, he's, he's not of that ilk. That's not his thing. All right, so happy holidays, and like I say, when you see Coach, let him know Chichi Torres. She spoke highly of him in the press conference last night. Chichi Torres. That's a very easy name to remember. Got it. Okay. Yeah, she went to Trinity. She's in her seventh year now, but she really was very happy with him as her mentor. Okay, excellent. I will pass that along. All right. Thank you. All right, Louie, thanks for the call. Take care. The great uh, Louis Applebaum. I um, rarely hear from him. That might only be the second or third time he's ever called this program. I know he calls the morning show, or at least for a long time he called the morning he, show yeah, on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, yeah. He occasionally calls now. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I hear from him uh, very, uh, very rarely. Um, who, so, uh Uh, why not? Uh, SLL radio and media is in the chat room. And, uh, some of you, uh, what do we call, uh, oh, Mr. Krabs is, uh, how we refer to that person now, since we don't say their name. Uh, we are taking steps to protect the representative with armed professional security. <laughs> what? And a personal bodyguard. We will be showing up in a professional limousine with full security at the Doubletree Hotel for work with the House of Representatives for New Hampshire. Wow. Texas Mike, is that that? You mentioned recently you had some sort of a secret gig doing something with security. You couldn't say uh, who it was for. Is that who? Are you protecting Mr. Krabs at the Doubletree? No, I'm not. Okay. Just checking. Hmm. Well, Mr. Krabs needs armed security, apparently. Rocky Huber says, uh, who's a more creepier caller, Lou, who's obsessed with Chi-Chi, or Ron, who is obsessed with the waitress on the morning show? <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, no, no. None of these people are creepy. We love them all. We love them all very much. I've never met Louie. Ron's a great guy. And Louie seems like a great guy, too. I've just, I've never met him. Uh, Jenny says in the chat room, this representative protected herself. Yes, Jenny, of course, a former uh, New Hampshire state representative. But uh, who who did not hire armed security? What that, that is? Uh, I'm just going to read this again. I, I I just I'm I'm fascinated by this. We are taking steps to protect the representative with armed professional security and a personal bodyguard. We will be showing up in a professional limousine with full security at the DoubleTree Hotel for work with the House of Representatives for New Hampshire. I okay. Oh, Gonzo is in the chat room. Uh, Gonzo says, I got suspended? That's what I heard, Gonzo. I heard Peter uh, suspended you and that you're not on the show tomorrow because you pulled a no-call, no-show. That's what I heard him saying. Yep, and that was on the replay right before we went on the air. That's where I heard it. Yes, yep. yes. Yep. Well, Gonzo, perhaps you can appeal. I'm sure there's some forms you can fill out or something. I don't know exactly how that works, but... Uh, 
We are uh, almost out of time. We're going to be, uh, you know, it is Thursday, and we have uh, the weekly die-on coming up uh, right after us. So, you know, I'll be uh, playing some songs and whatnot uh, as we inch closer to the top of the hour for the changeover. But don't forget, I will be on the Dr. Kevin show tonight at uh, 6 p.m. on the OM Times Radio Network. But uh, right here at WMNH on the Weekly Dion tonight, uh, Ben Dion and, of course, his father, Daryl Dion, will be talking with Matt Cushane, and I assume they'll be discussing uh, the uh, wonderful event, the Miracle on Elm Street, that we did uh, last week at the bonfire. And um, and, and, and hope, hope New Hampshire, how that, how that started and whatnot. Yes. Yeah, that, that organization has helped the kids of, kids of this city so much. Uh, Gonzo says uh, in the chat, if I appeal, I'll be able to get an injunction to appear tomorrow. Well, the thing about that is, so uh, if you're going to try to get an injunction, I don't know if the courts are still open. I assume you'll have to go to court for that. And um, But if uh, you take Louie's advice and get Waze on your phone, the Waze app, you should be able to find the court. Uh, but you might have to contact Judge Judy. Uh, Rocky Uber says, do you think Mr. Krabs called 911 for armed security? Well, that's, uh, that's a great, uh, that's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. Man, I feel like a woman. But, uh, Shania Twain, I uh, just, uh, th- just a random example of someone who needs armed security. You know, because she's very famous, Texas, yes. Mike. Shania- Remember Shania Twain? Yes. Oh, DJ Midas is in the chat and says, I'll be on the morning show tomorrow. <laughs> Very nice. DJ Midas, of course, an important part of the WMNH family, host of Late Night Delight, which you can hear every Saturday night beginning at 12 midnight all the way to 4 a.m. with a replay on Sunday. And I heard that Rob Curry from Medeers, which was over here on Hanover Street, a night, nice Cajun restaurant. Who's, yep, who's Je- in a, Jenny and I have been there, yeah. It's now located in Pembroke. He'll be on the show tomorrow as well. On the morning show? Yeah, Rob Curry will oh, be. Oh, excellent. Yeah, Rob's a great guy. Yes. Um, yeah, Jenny and I went uh, went to Madeira's uh, to appear on a podcast that uh, Rob and his partner does there, and uh, yeah. it was a great time. Yeah. Really nice place. Um, yeah, right in, right in uh, downtown. That's Pembroke, right? Yeah. I'm never sure where Pembroke, because you've got Pembroke and Allenstown, and they're all kind of mushed together in that it, little it, area. It, it, it it's Pem it's Pembroke because Allen Sound is a little bit further down because that's where you have Pembroke State Park. So oh okay, very good. Do you know how to get to these places? Uh, do we need ways? Yeah, you need navigation to get to these places. Probably. I mean, I I have no sense of direction myself. I mean, uh, you know, I couldn't find the courthouse with both hands. I'm not even sure what I meant by that. Okay, we are going to uh, begin to wrap up because the weekly die-on is going to be up next. By the way, Mikey, do you have uh, do you know what any of the songs are that you're going to be singing tomorrow night? I have no idea. I know we'll have the phone lines open, taking requests, um, taking requests on the Electro Spectrum by your Facebook page. Yes. I know Polly has a list already. I know nothing on it, but the ones that Peter's been doing have basically been wine wine once so so it it's gonna be a fun time tomorrow night yes sure. yes it will be uh it'll be a great time very very good all right uh we're going to begin to wrap up here but uh yeah uh interesting show today lots of calls 
uh, some interesting discussion. And uh, if you missed any part of it, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org as well as my website, mattconnerton.com. And uh, like I said, I'll be on the Dr. Kevin Show this evening. Uh, the Weekly Dion is coming up next year at 6 p.m. at WMNH 95.3 FM. And um, I guess that's going to do it uh, for us for now. You got big plans tonight there, Texas Mike? Um, going to have dinner at Dishes and then... Christmas Carol with the family. Oh, very nice. Like you actually go out caroling? Going to see the Christmas Carol. Oh, you're going to see. The, oh, you're going. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe you were going out caroling to try to warm your voice up for tomorrow night. But you don't need any warm up. No, I do not. Do you uh, Do you use uh, honey, like hot honey or uh, gargle anything or, you know, to nope. take care of your throat? Nope. So, uh, <coughs> after tomorrow night, I probably will, but. But, but I'll try to take it easy, as always. Yes, yes, very good. We want you in uh, prime uh, vocalizing condition. Yep. Outstanding. All right, that's going to do it for us for now. I will uh, talk at you all a little bit later. Bye, everybody.